This is Joe's Corner 76. I will be commenting on the human condition. In order to change it, we need to be engaged. Has government grown too big over what it was originally intended to do? I'd like to review a number of things to see if it has. First, let's all agree that the government takes money. It doesn't make money. The government controls the money supply through the Bank of Canada. As it spends more than it takes in, it has to borrow this. And one of the ways is for the Bank of Canada to buy up government debt and print more money. As the money supply increases, we have more dollars chasing fewer goods. And as a result, you get high inflation. The Bank of Canada holds 40% of all the Government of Canada bonds. This is way too high. In essence, when the government does not balance its budget, we have a resulting inflation and an increase in the gross national deficit. Two things occur. Once we have a national debt is high, if we have interest rates increasing, the debt will be even higher. Two, the national debt is and will become more so one of the biggest government expenses, resulting in other programs suffering. It seems that one of the mainstays of a government should be legislation that requires the budget to be balanced. In the case of a national emergency, it may not be balanced, but there needs to be prudent spending and a plan to pay the debt back. Every day we hear some politician announce another plan that's for our benefit. They can quote what they think is the cost, for example, a national pharmacare plan, but I have never heard one of them say exactly how it's going to be funded and where the money will come from. I'm thinking every time a politician or a government proposes a new benefit, they ought to have a firm plan to finance it or it shouldn't happen. This should not mean borrowing to pay for it. Do you think major programs should be subject to a referendum? Do you think the government is too big and should be trimmed? Between 2000 and 2018, Canada's population grew from 30.6 million to 36.8 million, or by 20.6%. The number of federal employees increased from 211,925 to 273,571, or 29.1%. Using Statistics Canada data from 2015, a study found that government employees earn an average of 13.4% higher wages than comparable workers in the private sector. It also should be noted that the majority of these employees have defined benefit pension plans, which will never grow broke since they are financed by the taxpayer. These employees have good benefit plans and they have unions to protect them. The percentage of workers in the private sector who have defined benefit pension plans is 4% down from 60% in the 1980s. The private pension benefits can be lost if an employer goes broke, since pensioners are the last on the creditor list. Taxes take 43% of earnings, and it's not expected to go down. Should government employees start and pay for some of their benefits and contribute more to their pension plans? And they should, they be reduced in some areas. It's perhaps time that government employees earn the same compensation as the private sector. After all, they have much better job protection. The national debt that the Liberals has incurred has to be paid back. 
And this only can be done through taxes and cuts to programs. We need a national agency that is responsible for examining every department for waste, inefficiencies, and the prices paid for services, and the authority to make changes to reduce unnecessary costs. All departments of government need to be examined. Are they relevant? Were they needed for the first time? And can any be eliminated? They should determine if this should be done better and cheaper by the private sector, and Parliament should be required to act on their recommendations or explain why they aren't to Canadians. A few examples of government plans gone bad. They instituted a payroll program for their employees. They spent billions and it still doesn't work. They keep saying they will never let this there be a private element in a health plan. This is a fallacy since we already have private companies performing services like blood work, x-rays, ultrasounds, etc. Why not let the doctors provide private care to those who want to pay? It would ease the burden on the health system. No one would lose coverage. This has worked out well in other countries, and it could ease the burden on the public plan. There is also a lot of fat in the health system in terms of it being top-heavy with management. We need to change this so the money goes where it is needed. A lot of contracts don't go out for bid, and they should. They are not handled on the same basis as the private sector, with the huge cost overruns in the contracts awarded by the government. Do you think government bureaucrats have too much power? Are we overregulated to the point that private initiative and investment are so strangled by red tape to the point that the private sector invests elsewhere or passes the cost on to the consumer? When a new house is built in Toronto, for example, the development cost is imposed by the city are in excess of $60,000, and it can take up to three years to get approval for a new project. The government has imposed hundreds of regulations on how industry can develop and invest. Canada is losing billions in investments, having new innovative industries going elsewhere because they can't keep up with the government's constant rule changes and the problems they have with financing their company. We lost $200 billion in investments in the energy section, sector as an example. We need a department just to work with industry so that Canada is a place to invest because we have a developed climate that says we're open for business. Have you ever thought that our system of law assumes we are innocent until proven guilty? <clears throat> Yet due to government regulations, bureaucrats can still tell us we are guilty without due process up front. Overall, do you think government bureaucrats have forgotten that they are servants and employees of the people? It seems that a few examples might give us food for thought. When Trudeau was first elected in 2015, these people came out and swooned over this. When a government employee was called to testify parliament, he refused. It seems that our civil service, which is supposed to be non-political, needs to be examined and revamped so they serve their real purpose of service to the people, not the politicians. The present government wants even more power than they currently have. They want to censure what we say, what we publish, and to decide what is hateful, racist, or not politically correct. They want to set it up so that we can be accused, and if not guilty, there is no recourse against the complainant. My hope is that I have 
got you to think about Canada, its political institutions, and where they are going. At this point, in this political climate, our country seems to be headed towards more centralized government, where the state is more important than an individual's liberty. Beware of the woke culture, the cancel culture, and the politically correct elitist. Is it not increasingly clear that the country is being run by a group of elitists who have an agenda to shape the country in their image and for their benefit? They want us to be part of the globalization plan to remove power from the individual state and put it under a global control that will decide our social and economic structures. I ask you to look at your country, your society, and how it could be changed. Fight back. Let me know what you think. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joe's Corner 76. You can hear me on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube at Joe's Corner 76.